Hey everybody, this is Todd. I'm Scott. This is Gavin. And I'm Fred. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 107 of the Majors Mess Hall podcast. I am your host, Gavin, and right now I'm not joined by anybody else. That would be Craig, Todd, and Scott. Um, this is a little bit of a different episode. We just did one kind of like this a few episodes ago with Mark Barry from the band BB Mac, and it was basically a, an interview episode where there wasn't really much else on the episode aside from just a really nice chat with Mark and um, it went down really well, you know, it was uh, you know it was well received and we figured we'd do it again with this one. This time we have a guest that has been on once before, um, he came on with his band last time. This is Brad Fischetti of the band LFO. Now, for those of you who have not heard of LFO, LFO were a pop band from around 99, 2000, um, most famous for their... Uh, their big hit summer girls which is the you know the um the abercrombie and fitch song if you like um, they also had a couple of other hits as well girl on tv and every other time just to name a few and uh, they actually they were really popular they had two albums out they actually sold four million records in worldwide in total um, and they consisted of uh, brad fischetti rich cronin and devon lima now, in I, I've always been a fan of this band they are like what i liked about them was that they were kind of pop slash hip-hop um, so they did a little, you know, did a lot of rapping and stuff. Uh, wrote like Rich wrote a lot of the songs, um, and Rich was just a fantastic rapper and uh, writer as well. And uh, yeah, I just I always liked them. You know, they were kind of like, you know, growing up in school, I always loved to sing, and you know, it was fine to say like, you know, singing the Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. But it's not the kind of band that you would kind of go bragging about, like, oh, I like to sing the Backstreet Boys songs. But with LFO, it was almost like a cool elements about it because they did rap so a lot of the guys in school actually really liked lfo you know it's uh, boy bands are mainly aimed at as we know you know teenage girls but uh, lfo kind of appealed to everybody and that's what i really liked about them and um yeah sadly in 2010 rich cronin actually passed away from leukemia and he'd been battling it for quite a few years so they the band split up and uh, they actually well they split up before he passed away and then in twenty in two thousand and nine, they did get back together for a, a brief tour, which is really nice. You know that they got back together again after being apart for a while. And then of course, Rich passed away in in two thousand and ten. And then they obviously split off for a while. And then in, in twenty seventeen, Devon and uh, Brad reformed and went on tour. And that's when we had them on the podcast. They came on to promote the the tour, and that was just amazing for me. You know to have. The two of them come on to talk to us. It was so, so fantastic. You know, like, like I say, I've, I've been a fan of theirs for a long time. Uh, and, and in particular, Devin, um, his voice, I always said, if people say, like, name some amazing singers, you know, I'd obviously name the likes of, like, Stevie Wonder. He would obviously be up there. And Brian McKnight and, uh, you know, some of the guys in Boys to Men as well. You know, they have, like, these ama- amazing power vocals, if you like. And Devin always was always my top, top favourite singer. His voice was so underrated and... I just think LFO was so lucky to have him in the band, and um, so being able to talk to him was amazing. And then when he passed away, it was it was it was horrible. You know, he was forty one when he passed away, and 
Um, he he passed away uh, in 2018 um, of adrenal cancer, which was horrible. You know, he, he battled it for a year and uh, unfortunately he just didn't make it. So that just leaves Brad on his own and and uh, Brad's actually going out to host some shows um, next month, actually, in December, uh, going into January. Um, it's called the uh, the Pop 2000 Tour and it's got like uh, O-Town. They were a, a band from back in the... Uh, the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, Ryan Cabrera is another act as well. Uh, Aaron Carter, he's doing them too. And I think a couple of guys from NSYNC are, are part of it as well. And it's just, you know, it's just a, it's a variety show, if you like, just of some of these really big acts from the uh, the late uh, 90s to early 2000s. And Brad's going to get up and host, which I think is amazing that he's getting back out there because to be the last su- surviving member of your band, I mean, like I, I, I mentioned to Brad in the interview, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, like, you know, Bands like the Rolling Stones and and the Beatles, you know, they've they've yet to 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 have to deal with that yet. So, you know, to to be in your forties and be the only member left, it must be really hard. And you know, Brad was good enough to come on. I asked him to come on to talk to us, and he did. And and it's an amazing chat. So, whether you like LFO or not, I do think that this is an episode that you know it's really sweet and it, and it's kind of eye opening as well, just to hear you know the, the struggles that people go through when they lose someone that's close to them. And and uh, just to kind of st- how you deal with with um, with loss as well, you know, it's um, it's quite eye opening. So me and Todd actually do the interview. Um, Craig wasn't available for it, and neither was Scott. So it's just the two of us. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna go straight through to the interview now. Let you guys listen. Uh, like I say, this was a big deal for me, and um, I didn't want to kind of. Um, add a load of other stuff on the episode and you know make it funny and stuff like what our, our normal episodes are like this is just a really nice chat um with somebody that i really admire so uh i'll we'll go straight through to it now this is our interview with brad fischetti of the band lfo check it out two kids on the block had a bunch of hits chinese food makes me sick and i think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer for the summer i like girls that wear abercrombie and fitch I take her if I had one wish. She's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Okay, so we are joined by Brad Fischetti of LFO, or more like his uh, plastic doll uh, equivalent. Um. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. The, the real the real Brad wasn't available, so he sent me. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> uh, Dude, doing good. How are you? Um, just for our listeners that can't see what's going on, Brad has his webcam on. And he is showing us the LFO doll version of himself. <laughs> yeah, I've got much better abs than the real Brad. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Brad? What's up, guys? How are you? Really good. Can't complain. Yeah, doing well. So I, nice. I, I got to say, man, that hat you're wearing, the LFO hat, um, I absolutely love it, man. I've seen I've seen them on the website, and I've been meaning to buy one, and I just haven't. I haven't got one yet. I see you got the shirt there, man. That's good. Yeah, like I've got all the t-shirts from the website. Like I've uh, purchased all the t-shirts. I yeah. just didn't get just didn't get the hat yet. That's cool, man. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll send you out a hat if you want a hat, man. Oh, that'll be amazing, man. I'd love one. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Of course. So it's uh, it's been a year since we lost Devin, uh, and I, I just I just can't believe. It's it's been a year. Like it, it's the time's gone so fast. Mm. Like h- how are you doing? Yeah, I think I, I agree with you, man. Yesterday, yesterday marked the one year anniversary of it, and uh, 
you know, I think there's just certain things that happen in life that you don't ever actually get over, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, for, for some of us, I think that's going to be one of those things. I went over to his house and brought my kids and had dinner with his lady and all their kids. So that yeah, was nice, but it's just hard, man. You know, somebody who's so beloved, you know, not only uh, by fans around the world, but just, just in our little town celebration, Florida, you know, it's like everybody knew him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when the news came in that he'd passed away, and, and I, I had a feeling that things weren't going too good because it had gone really quiet on the LFO front, like we hadn't heard anything. And I remember I was in work, and i seen it on my phone, and I was reading up on it and stuff, and I just remembered I, I needed to take some time out. I just I needed to go and sit outside and just kind of like just, you know, sit with the news kind of thing. So, yeah. So I, I went outside, and I sat in the car, and I just started crying, and... Like, I remember thinking, I remember feeling really guilty, like, thinking, like, who am I to cry for this guy? Like, I don't, I never knew him personally. Like, I, he was just an idol to me. Like, you know, he's got kids and, and you know, a fiancé and, like, you know, I'm close friends and family. Like, who am I to shed tears for somebody I didn't know? You know, it's not about me, it's about them. And it, I just felt guilty. I don't think you ever need to ask the question, who am I? Emotions and... Um... And he was somebody who touched your life, even though you never had a chance to sit in the same room with him. You know, uh, through his music, he touched your life. Listen, I listened to, the other day. I, I was uh, I was in the living room with with uh, my three little ones, two, four, and six, and they were listening to Perfect Ten. And then I was like, "Oh, you want to hear? You know, you want, they were asking about Harold. I was like, his his real name's Harold. You know, I said, yeah. you want to hear?" You want to hear Harold really sing? And so I put on the song Forever, the oh, LFO yeah. song Forever. Amazing. And he destroyed that. And and I was like, you know, I started like mimicking him. With, and the girls are just looking at me like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> but by the end, dude, I was in tears, man. Because he that I remember recording that in the, it was like in the ghetto in LA. And, and the producer was this dude, TQ, who, um, it had a big hit back in those days. I don't remember what it was called, but um, <laughs> and, and I remember him. I remember being in the studio, you know. And he's as Devin's doing those riffs. TQ's going like this, you know. It's like, <laughs> like we're making money, man, you know. Uh, but anyhow, so yeah, I think it's okay that you cried, man, because nothing wrong with crying over over somebody passing away. Even though you don't know them, you, you can imagine the pain that is felt, and you can also you feel lost yourself. You know. Yeah, of course. Like the closest I ever came to meeting him was when you guys came on the podcast a few years ago, and I'll never forget you guys like inviting me on stage with you. You said if I ever come to a show, uh, yeah. yeah. You said if I ever come to a show, you know, you can come up and sing with us because, like, obviously you guys had heard me sing and stuff, and that just meant so much to me. You know, just being invited by like my idols, essentially, to go on stage, like that was just an amazing, uh, amazing. What's it? What city are you in again? At Nova Scotia, Canada. What time zone is that? It's an hour ahead of you. Ah, okay, cool. I should probably also mention that the other voice that you can hear is not Scott. It was Scott last time, but it's uh, it's our other co-host, uh, Todd. What's up, Brad? Hey, man, where are you at? 
I'm actually uh, right now in the, the greater Bangor, Maine area. Uh, it's not far from Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah, it's about a six-hour drive. Originally, yeah, I'm from those... Ohio, though. I grew up in Ohio, but I've been up here for 15 years now. So, You guys getting much snow yet up in there? We've got a couple uh, storms that dumped a couple inches here and there, but luckily nothing significant yet, but it's coming. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah it's going to be bad. So this Pop 2000 tour that you're going to be hosting, it uh, starts off December 6th in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and it finishes January 25th in Larchwood, Iowa. And it's with uh, O-Town, Aaron Carter, uh, Ryan Cabrera, just to name but a few. Uh, how did that come about? Well, you know, the our agent for the last few years, this guy Matt Raffle, oh, yeah. um, he's also the agent for O-Town and for... Aaron Carter. So his his company partnered with another company and came up with this concept for this Pop 2000 tour. And so the concept is you get bands from that genre together and you put them all on one stage in one night and you give people an opportunity to come out and and uh, feel like they're teenagers again, you know? Nice. And so, yeah. So, um, you know, when, when we did that tour in 17, there was they were toying with the idea of us partnering with some other bands, but at that particular time, I told I told our agent, so listen, we we just need to go out by ourselves and see what we can do, see if there really is a demand uh, for us. And so that first run, we and plus you also wanted to play a full show. You know, when you're out there with three or four other bands, you can't play a full show. Yeah. So that's what we did. And we were going to continue doing that for a bit. And then eventually, you know, we would have probably partnered with some of these guys. So, you know, after after Devin passed, it was like, okay, uh, this whole LFO thing is <laughs> officially just, you know, destroyed. You know, it's like one th- it's one thing to try to go out there after you lose it in Rich in 2010. You know, it took us seven years to get out there and, and try something. But... Um, after losing Devin, it's like, all right, you know, he's my best friend. He's uh, he, he's the last last piece, you know. And I, I don't, I'm not interested in going out there and, and playing LFO shows by myself. That's that doesn't make any sense. People have been like, oh, you should hold an audition and you know find a new member. I'm like, come on, man, you don't you don't honor, you don't honor them by replacing them. Um, and you also got to remember that you're talking about like two decades of, of experiences together. There's a chemistry you build on the stage uh, that you can't replicate. You can't just create out of, out of nowhere. So this, this opportunity through Pop 2000 was actually sort of a perfect scenario for me because I go out there as the host, right? I'm not going out there saying, all right, I'm, I'm going to do an LFO show. I'm hosting the show. I'll, you know, I'll have some fun with the with the uh, audience before sets and after sets. And then during the Old Town set, we'll break into like a little medley of some LFO songs together with Old Town. Oh, know? nice. And, and that'll be, yeah, and that'll be fun. That's, and that's a good way to honor the boys and to uh, continue the legacy and, and have some fun. So how do you feel about taking to the stage on your own without Rich and Devin? Like, is it daunting to think about, to go out there alone? Well, you know, I'm, when we're doing the songs, I won't be alone because O Town 
and I will do them together, you know? So that'll be nice. Cause I, I don't, I don't really have an interest in doing that kind of stuff by myself. Um, that's just not, it's just not right. It's just, and without at least Rich or Devin, it's just like, you know, what are you doing out there, man? You know? So, uh, I look forward to doing the hosting. I'm pretty comfortable with that kind of, uh, you know, sort of on the cuff, off the cuff, uh, on the fly. Yeah. Having some fun with an audience and then getting a chance to rock the stage with the Old Town Boys would be nice because, you know, we go way back with them. And Aaron Carter, I've known since he was about seven. I'd known him probably even before then, but, you know, as far as his music goes, since he first started and Rare haven't had a chance to do much with, but we saw him a couple of years back. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, I think it's going to be a fun time. So what do you think about this whole Aaron Carter saga that's going on at the moment, like that's unfolding on social media? The only thing I have to say about Aaron Carter is that, uh, is that I pray for him every day. And he's a, a talented kid. And, and honestly, I'm not following any of the drama of, uh, I've whatever drama there may be. Uh, I don't follow it. I don't follow any drama. Period. At this point, uh, and so I listen. I'm not saying I never have. I mean, I I just I got to a point a few weeks ago. I said, no, I just I'm not watching the news. Like I read the Wall Street Journal, um, and and that's that's about that's about it. You know, I, I'm not checking the news constantly. I'm not up on Instagram looking to see what everybody's doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as far as Aaron Carter goes, like I said, I've known him since he was a little kid. Um, and I've, obviously, we don't see each other often at all, but we've always had a good relationship and, and care about him. And, uh, and seriously, I, just, I pray for him, and I, I hope that, you know, he gets a chance to do what he does best, which is, you know, rock his stages. So. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the, the biggest problem is just to sum it up in my opinion is is that he, the, the guy needs help like you know um he needs some professional help because he's struggling and his fans are not helping like they're, they're just making it a lot worse basically in my opinion yeah you know it's 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 hard for us to to really see what's happening just because we're we're you know we would judge everything that we know about the situation based off of like instagram right I yeah mean, yeah it's, yeah, and and so um, I'm looking forward to seeing him um, in a few weeks, and if time permits, you know, just sitting down and chat with him, just you know, seeing where his head's at, and seeing if there's anything that I can do to help him in in any way, whether it's just being someone to talk to, or you know, in my uh, in you know, besides music, in addition to the music, you know, I've been I've been doing a lot of work. Uh, for my church for the last uh, 10 years. So I've had an opportunity to sort of see a lot of things and meet a lot of people and, and learn a lot about people. So um, I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm always down to help anybody. Um, and of course, somebody that I've known for 20 plus years. So if there's anything I can do for them, I'll do it. Otherwise, I just look forward to seeing them, giving them a hug, and, and introducing them to, you know, rock and stage. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm sure he'd appreciate that. I, I think, like I say, I've only got Instagram to go up, but I think that's what he lacks is people ask, actually asking him how he is. So I think well, that's would... probably, like, the healthiest way to approach it, though. I mean, because 
where you have known him for years and you know like what kind of a person he is and, and, and what he's capable of, I think it's good to have somebody in his life like that that, that can just sit down with him away from the drama who's not following that, who's not feeding into it, and just say, hey, how you doing? How you been? What's going on? You know, and just kind of reconnecting with him on that level probably would be a, a, a great help to him. Yeah, I think uh, when you have someone around you who who um, is really able to be completely honest with you and um, and objective, you know that you might not hear what you want to hear, but at least you have someone who's, right. who's sort of speaking truth to you. So I don't have any agenda at all, and I'm not. I don't work for him. He doesn't work for me. We don't have any sort of business together. I just remember him um, from a, a long time ago, and and you running into each other every so few years after that, and and uh, I care about him. So we'll see, man. I, we'll see if we have a chance to chat when we're out there. Then uh, I look forward to it, whether it's something deep or just catching up. Exactly. That might just be what he needs, you know, just kind of a break away from all the drama and all the crazy. Just have someone just sit down and be like, yeah, what's going on? How you doing? And reminisce with the good old days of, you know, so he can kind of relive that, um, those memories and, and experiences that you guys had together when you were younger. So yeah, I, think that's, I think that's the whole purpose of this Pop 2000 tour is what you just said, to get away from all the drama, right? So it's a night where you can you know, don't worry about what's happening in politics. Don't worry about what's happening, you know, at home, at work. Just just come and, and, and relax and see some of these artists that, that you grew up watching and spend the night thinking about a time, a simpler time, you know, because our fans, like you guys, you know, we're, we're married, we have kids, we're divorced, we're this, we're that. I mean, life is a lot more s- stressful today for, for most of us than it was when uh, right. those got when they were coming out to our show in you know the year 2000 so I think it's cool man just to have an opportunity to take a break from all that and, and just have a night of uh, of just enjoyment and fun and that's what the show should be about is it, just people for, like you say forgetting about the all the stuff that's going on in their lives and just go and let loose for a couple hours and just having fun and enjoying the music yeah. and just you know, being in that moment and that experience. And I think that's a, that's a great thing that you guys are doing. Yeah. I'm, listen, I feel real blessed to be a part of it. Honestly, it's uh, sometimes I'm like, really? This is crazy. 20 years later, <laughs> I'm getting a chance to do something. You know, it's like, who would have thought, you know? Well, you know, my agent, like I said, this guy, Matt, he's got a great vision. I, I can't think of too many people I've ever worked with in the music industry that, that I have more respect for. And, um, just a, just a good dude. Uh, I really I, I trust him implicitly, and and I'm really thankful that I have this opportunity to to be a part of this. Now, do you have any other plans other than than like other than this show, like beyond that, or is that just you're just focusing on this right now? And like, um, do you have any solo projects or anything that you're getting into and working with anybody on the side I, uh, beyond you know, that? It's, or? It's, that kind of stuff's not really on my heart, man. Um, okay. You know, I've, I've people have pushed me for a while to, to do a to do a Christian record, but I don't, I don't really, I honestly, like, I don't have any interest in being uh, a solo artist, like um, somebody who's out there promoting themselves. It's just, it's just not interesting to me at all. 
I like this this little Prop 2000 thing is cool because I get to go out there, I can host a show which I'm very comfortable with, get to um, continue the legacy of LFO, play some songs, rock a stage, and be light, you know, and, and be a light in the in a world of darkness. And so that's that's my goal, you know, to uh, to uh, to be a light. And that's awesome. You know, I, I, uh, I, you know, I thought about. I might do a record just because I want to, um, but not necessarily because I want to uh, come out there and, and do the whole press junket and become a famous solo singer. That's not interesting to me. But you know, like I like a lot of different genres of music, so I thought it'd be fun to do an album where it was like, like what I'm listening to right now is. Um, is like heavy metal screamo christian music wow you know? yeah. nice that's different yeah I, I i started a playlist on spotify called mosh and cry and it's like mosh and cry. yeah huh. and so like you know i'm fun to do like a couple of those songs and do you know a couple of straight hip-hop songs do a couple of country songs a couple of pop songs you know and just do an album with all these different genres that i that I really enjoy, you know. So I thought about doing something like that, but other than that, you know, these these kind of these kind of pop two thousand dates will continue for as long as we're all able to stand and rock a stage. I think, you know, but they're talking about some more dates over the summer, and then I, I would imagine um, every year they just find another city to go to, and the lineup might change a little bit. But as long as they're asking me to be a part of it. And, um, you know, I'll try to do it. And the cool thing, too, is these are all, like, mostly, like, uh, weekend fly dates, you know? Yeah. So, you you know, you fly out Friday, play Friday, Saturday, and come home Sunday. And for a guy like me with five kids, that works out pretty good, you know? Excellent. There's a, awesome. You've obviously heard of the pop band BB Mac. I mean, you, you must have done. Yeah, actually, um, I keep in touch with one of those guys, so, yeah. Nice, yeah. No, we're, we're, we're pretty good good friends with them now. Uh, they've they've been on our podcast a few times and they invited us to one of their shows in the summertime so we, we flew out well I flew out from here to Chicago and we got to hang out with them and stuff and they're, they're awesome guys oh, cool. I'd love to see those guys doing this tour to be honest I mean if you, maybe one day who knows they'll be added to the lineup. that would be really cool yeah I think that, that's I think that's a good idea I've got I've got to ask how do you how do you cope like losing two really close friends like you did how do you find like like peace with that? How do you get through? I know that you're a, a religious guy. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, I don't think you can make it through these kind of things without a deep-rooted faith. And through the work I've done at the church, I've seen some, I've seen true grief. I've seen uh, the most intense sadness you could ever imagine in people. And I've also seen, I've also seen people stay strong through it, and it's only through, it's only through faith in something bigger than yourself, you know. And um, so I think, yeah, that that helps. But you know, when you're in that situation, it's I, I can give advice to people all day long on you know whatever situation they might be going through. But when you are actually going through it, you know, it's like your advice all of a sudden doesn't seem really that that good you know and <laughs> yeah. so uh I, I'll, I'll be honest man it's been it's been a you know when it's been rough bro um went through some real dark 
dark times and um, I, like I said, I don't think I'll ever get through it. You know, right now I'm a little bit numb to everything. And it, you know, sort of begs the question, you know, which which do you prefer, numbness or sadness, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just sometimes it hits you and you're just like, wow, this can't be true, you know? Well, I definitely but, don't don't think it's anything you ever like you say get over it's just you learn the best way you can to cope with it and you know take every day and just find whatever works for you that day to cope yeah and i think i would say i think more about his mother and his father and like the the grief that they experience and continue to experience to this day you know his brothers his his lady and and the six kids you know going over to his house the morning that he passed and his son, you know, literally on the ground, curled up in a ball, you know, falling his eyes out and having to just hold him, you know, and the little ones who don't really understand, you know, like telling me, hey, you know, you know, dad died, right? You know? And, and yeah, he's just in, like to a six year old, it's like, yeah, yeah, he, he died. Like, okay, you know, and um, so I really, I really think about the people who his, his parents, his family, his lady, his kids, you know, I, those, those, their, their feelings come before mine for sure. Um, sure. But, you know, man, it's like, uh, you know, I've got his sneakers and, and Rich's sneakers hanging in my closet. And every day before I leave, I give him each a little, little, little smooch. And I got his, I got a little, did I send you one of those prayer cards? When, when, with the t-shirt did you get uh, one no I didn't get one I just got the t-shirt but I, I bought yeah, the t-shirts before he passed oh no the, uh, like the, the last two I got after I think yeah after well, I'll send you one but anyways I, I got a picture hanging up in my little prayer wall in my closet and I sent him some love and the kids <clears throat> even my two year old who you know obviously wouldn't remember him he knows who he is and looks up at the wall and says Harold and where is he and Aww. you know Aww. And so, uh, it, it, he was such a special person, and you know, I've always like wondered if there was anybody else like him on the planet, right? And then recently, I discovered um, Daniel Johnston. You guys know who that is? Mm, the name sounds familiar, but I can't say yeah, so. Yeah, you, you remember that? Head. Remember that Apple commercial last year where there was like a really weird song. Um, in the background and you're like what is that anyways you guys should check out this guy daniel johnson he passed away actually on my birthday but he he wrote these like really extraordinarily simple but beautiful songs he, he, he recorded them all on cassette tapes each one was handmade but um people like kurt cobain became big fans and he became this like this icon, but he also he different than Devin. Daniel had severe mental illnesses, but what's similar about them is the way they'd set up their rooms with all these different little trinkets and pieces and pictures and posters and all these things that meant something. You know what I mean? And that's the way you know, his his drum room at his house is still set up that way today. I was I saw it there yesterday. You know, it was like. All his stuff is still set up, and he's got all these little knickknacks that 
we all go, what is this guy crazy? But to him, <laughs> each each thing had a meaning, you know? Right. And so this guy, Daniel Johnston, when I watched some movies about him, I was like, wow. It's like Harold, you know, like Devin. Now, awesome. now, were those, um, did you guys know all each other before you formed a band and got, like, formed it together and, and were always, like, musically uh, ambitious or it was one of these things that, you know, like, did you know each other growing up, like, in this small town or? No, uh, we, we grew up in, we grew up in three different towns. Um, so it, it, it was in, uh, like, a childhood friendship, um, it still it still developed semi organically. It wasn't like, you know, we all auditioned or something like that. Um, right. But the friendships, you know, really sort of, really sort of uh, took off pretty pretty quick. And um, when you go through when you tour and you go through all these highs and lows, you develop a special bond, and. Uh, the only thing I could imagine would be similar would be like, what well, maybe like uh, military guys or police force or paramedics, people who go through like extraordinary experiences together, you know, and you form a special bond. It's, it's even different than a brotherhood. And so, not that what we did was life or death, we experienced some extraordinary highs and lows together, traveled around the world together. And so uh, it's a special bond that you create there, and um, yeah, it's it's deep. I think that's what's the, the strange. Well, it's not strange. It's just the, the sad thing of that is, is that like you shared all these memories with two other people, and the only, the three of you are the only people that really knew what it was like to be an LFO. It's the three of you guys, and you don't have anybody to to share that with now, and that that must be so hard. I mean, like, that's something that not even the Beatles have to face yet. Like, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, 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 the saving grace is um, there was a guy named Mike Caputo who, who was, like, always on the road with us. Yeah. You know, he's like a, like a road manager and, and, and just, like, you know, like our, almost like our fourth member, you know? Yeah, I, I, know, so, I know Mike. Yeah, so um, I get it. I really do get a chance to continue to share memories with him first of all he's got a better memory than i do i don't i don't remember some of the stuff <laughs> you know, he's like yo don't you remember in ohio when we did this i'm like all right you know and so yeah and so he's um you know he came out on that run with us in 17 and and he's gonna he's coming out with me on these uh these dates coming up too so that's awesome um, yeah it's it's special man it's a with him too, it's a very special um, relationship, and um, he was sort of the glue that held us all together. Because you know, being on the road, you, know, you go through times where this guy doesn't want to talk to this guy, and that guy doesn't want to talk to that guy. But Caputo was always loved by each one of us, so he could sort of keep everything together. I, I see what I like about Mike is, and I don't know him personally, but I, I follow his uh, Facebook page. He posts every now and then. He'll post like little memories, and he tells a story, and that it's it's really nice just to read, and it kind of you become a part of it. Then some really nice posts there about Devin as well. So oh yeah, he's he's a, he's an important important part of my life, and I'm, I'm thankful that 
that I have. So did you did you record? I know you recorded Perfect Ten, and that was an amazing track. Did you guys record any other songs together before he passed? Yeah, we did one other one while the same time we did Perfect Ten. Um, but yeah, I think um, you know there was some stuff that the producers wanted to redo or fix, or and we never got a chance to do that. Um, it was, it was a pretty cool song, though. Really, really good song. Maybe one day I'll convince them to go ahead and let's put it out. <laughs> that would be That'd that would be, be cool. absolutely amazing to hit because I I actually thought the answer to that was going to be no. We just did the one track, so it's another. There's another one out there. I mean, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, if I if we see on the road sometime, I'll I'll play it for you. It's like um, when LFO first broke up. It was actually your website, like the the original Brad. Facetti website that was up there was a load of songs that were put up there that were like you know unreleased tracks and I remember getting them and it was almost like having another LFO album like because it was like oh, oh yeah? wow, I didn't even know that these tracks existed so that was quite neat that's funny I don't remember that see <laughs> yeah there was, there was one there was one song there called these are the times I think it was called and it was just a really fun pop song and I loved it I thought it was like I was like that should have been on the album that was a really nice song <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Rich and and Devin were always recording songs. You know, they they're prolific, especially Rich with you know, he's just flying all over the country, recording with this guy and this guy. And you know, I, I don't think people quite grasp the talent that was lost when when we lost those boys. You know, um, Rich was literally one of the greatest rappers on the planet, and you give him a, a microphone and a beat and he can freestyle with anybody. I mean, anybody, you know, he's, he's special. And you know, you said yourself, Devin's voice was just like ridiculous. You know, it was just, oh man, just beautiful. And not only that, these guys were also talented writers and, Devin was an extraordinary musician. It's funny because, you know, during LFO, he didn't play any instruments or anything else. And then when we took that break, he basically, like, holding himself up in his apartment. And I remember him sitting up in the loft in his apartment and it was just like, he just started learning music. Like, he, he didn't cut his hair. He didn't wear a gal. He got to be like, kind of like a fat bastard and long, curly <laughs> hair. And... and <laughs> And he's sitting there like reading the dictionary and, and you know, learning to play instruments and before you know it, the guy's like this musical guru. It's crazy, you know. Wow. And he was always an amazing singer, but he became a real musical guru and and even up to his last days he was still drumming, man. He just wanted to become a great drummer. You know, it's like that. <laughs> like, all right, you know, drum, but focus on what you really you know, focus on singing or something, but you no know, he wanted to drum, 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 and drum, and drum again. So we all saw him the guy who liked to punch trees to get his knuckles strong, so. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, when that first album came out, like I was like 15, 16 years old, and I, I, I was just starting out singing, and he was like listening to you guys was like a singing lesson for me. Like I learned so much, but I can, I was just going back to talking about, um, the song forever. I could never do those ad libs. I could. I, I tried my best. 
and it just sounded like uh, somebody strangling a cat. Like, <laughs> but, but like just just listening, I was like, wow! Like, what an incredible voice this guy's got! Like, uh, just amazing. I can I can lip sync those ad but I can't. Like, you know, if, if I if I try, someone someone's gonna think I'm beating our cat. You know, so yeah. I can get a few of them, but then it's it's just, it's just a little like. I can't, I can't do it. I've, I've tried so many times, and I've just come to the fact that, like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. But um, yeah, um, that, yeah, that's my favorite that's, song. Yeah, it's my, you know, when I if I want to hear Devin sing, that's that's the one I go to. And you just like, they, honestly, listening to him sing is hard. I did this. Uh, I cut together something recently for uh, see. I don't remember what it was for. <laughs> Ask Mike. Michael tell you. <laughs> my yeah, my 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 brain's been weird lately. But anyway, and I you know, I was uh you know, cutting together oh, I know what it was. I was I was cutting together uh like this concept that that we're gonna be doing with O Town, you know, like this medley. So I, I cut some stuff together to sort of show them what I was thinking about and I use like emoji pictures of each of the different members to say, right, we should sing here, just sing here, you know? But but listening listening to Devin throughout the pro that process, like I just you know, that that made me break down man. You know, it's like Yeah. What a beautiful voice, you know, it's like it just can't be it's, it's gone, you know. Yeah, well, he will live on in the music and we will always have those recordings of him to uh to listen at so and so thankful that you know his vo- his voice was captured in uh, in all the songs that he did record yeah like the, the it's funny because like well it's not funny ha ha but like the, the the last two tours that lfo did were like you know one was the final tour for rich and one was the final tour for devon and obviously you didn't even know it at the time but like i'm sure you're so thankful now that you did those two tours oh yeah man i'll tell you what you know with rich's tour you kind of got the feeling that might be his last tour. You know, he was in he was in pretty bad bad shape. Yeah, and uh, he had been fighting the cancer for five years, and um, that that I, I'm thankful we did that tour primarily <coughs> because it gave him a chance to rock the stage one last time. Also, we became much closer as a group. You know, we uh, I think we really understood the love that we had for each other despite many of the issues we had before so that was uh that was great and then you know with the tour with devin um yeah i'm, man, I'm so glad we didn't delay because seriously if we wouldn't delay it by two months it would have never happen because it was a month after we got home or so that he that he started feeling that pain so I'm really thankful that we had that opportunity. You know, that last show we played in Orlando was was in an interesting way, almost like the peak of our careers, even though it wasn't when we were selling a million records or playing Madison Square Garden. But it was, you know, we just came, was back at our in our home turf at a small club that was sold out, and and we took we took it real seriously, man, and and we just. Went out there and we did our thing, and and it was a beautiful feeling and a beautiful experience, and and really can't imagine it getting much much better than that. And so it had to end. At least we ended on 
on a high note, you know, recorded a great song in front of the town. We had a successful tour and uh, made some great memories. I've actually got the, let me just show you, I'll have to take it off the wall. It's it's the poster from the, uh, the, the tour that you did with Rich. Let's just show you, hold on. I think it was you that sent it to me, actually. Yeah. That one. Uh, yeah. And you guys have uh, you guys have all signed it as well, so that's like my pride and joy on the wall. Uh, that's good. Did I send you one of the last tour? No. Uh, you know, I also found some posters from 1999 too. Wow. That's cool. I'll send you a whole. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you a whole bunch. <laughs> That'll be amazing. <laughs> just. just just PayPal me like a thousand bucks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's a deal. Yeah, you seem to be like digging out all this like merch, like memorabilia and merchandise that you guys have from back in the day. Like, if, did you just have it in the attic somewhere, like the dolls and stuff? Well, the dolls I have, I, I have a full set. In my, I keep it in my closet. I just thought it'd be funny to start with that today. You know, <laughs> um, and then my kids have one of my dolls, but. Um, and they always play with it. Oh, it's a daddy doll, daddy doll. And the wife's always like, wow, look at those abs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. But then, um, yeah, the stuff from uh, back in the day, it was like our, our old production manager sent me a, a box of stuff a couple of years back, and it was like, you know, it was different different things but it was a bunch of old stick like tour passes and posters and stuff like that so i every once in a while i you know uh, i'll break it out and give it to somebody as a gift like one of my one of my good friends her her 12 year old daughters become like a huge fan she wears an lfo shirt every single day so uh, nice. for her birthday you know I, I tried to give her something from each time period you know what i mean from 99 from 2000 from 09 17 you know nice that's awesome my and my kids as well you know i've got i've got a um four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old sorry no she's five now Jeez, yeah she's five five five-year-old daughter and a (laughs) a two-year-old son and even they love lfo because i'm playing the songs all the time and yeah they love uh, they love summer girls (laughs) singing along oh yeah yeah, when I mentioned who we were talking to tonight, my my wife, who is um, thirty four, she lit up like a Christmas tree and said, "What? You're talking to one of the guys from LFO?" And I said, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh my God! You definitely have to tell him what a huge fan I am." And then I jokingly said, "I was like, yeah, I'll have him give you a shout out." And she's like, "Oh my God! If you could do that, that'd be amazing." So, right. What's her so name? Her name is Heather. We're giving a shout out to Heather right now. <laughs> the- Sweet. The wife, I'll call, I'll call wife that her of T.W. <laughs> <Yeah>. T.W. <laughs> That's awesome. I got, Thanks, uh, man. You, you, uh, you ever hear a cameo? Yes, cameo. Actually, yes. I was going to bring that up, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I got on a cameo recently. It's actually kind of a funny story because my neighbor, <coughs> he was like, he was the one who told me about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. He's like, well, if you sign up, use my code. <laughs> you know, he gets a piece of the action or something. So, so I, you know, I, I, you know, I like it went through the process, right? And then I didn't, I didn't hear anything. I was like, oh, that's nice. So I contacted them and 
And they they wrote back, oh, thank you for your interest, but you don't meet our metrics. What? And I was like, I was like, I don't meet your metrics. I'm like, I'm like, you know, listen, I, I, I sort of felt like it was more like of a, of a political, um, political uh, slap in the face. But I actually laughed. I said, okay, I mean, this, I'm not saying that. I'm a big famous guy, but you see the people are on there. There's some people on there that have no clue on the, who they could possibly be. Yeah, there. I agree. That's what I was going to say. That there's some like there's people less famous than me on there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're not saying something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then, uh, so so then, like a couple of weeks later, I get a I get a, a message on Twitter from like a verified cameo account. I'm like, oh, we'd love to have you on the platform. And I was like, what's your phone number? You know, so I called the guy. I'm like, yeah, I told him the story. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you know, we just had a lot of turnover and employees, and but we'd love to have you on the platform. And so, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed doing that. I try to make those really funny and interesting, and um, instead of just like sitting there for like 15 seconds on the phone, you know, I try to have some fun with them. So, when you said your wife wanted a shout out, that just reminded me. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, she, she's she's like a teeny bopper going on forty. It's great. It's you know, but that's the great thing again about your show is everybody can go there and relive those great fond memories that they had as a teenager in their, in their early twenties, and yeah, you know, they can go back to that time when everything was just simple and fun, and mm-hmm. you know, and enjoy it. So I think that's a wonderful thing you guys are doing. Yeah, like I said, man, I feel real fortunate to be a part of it. So like I was going to mention the cameo thing because we actually we actually made a really good friend the last time you guys were on, and I know that you know who she is, Tressie Brewster. Yeah. And I've seen that you we've we've spoken about Tressie before, so our listeners know who she is and know what she's been through, and the the uh, the cameo that you did for her was so lovely, it was really really nice. Oh uh, man, you know I I, uh, I you know you talk about crying for somebody, you know. I'm sure I shed a tear over what she had to endure, you know, oh, losing yeah. her baby at nine months, and and they all thought she was going to pass, you know, and somehow she pulled through. And how do you make it through that? I know, I, I, it's a miracle, it really is. Like she's so uh, strong, and like she's getting stronger every day, and she gives us regular updates, and I just I'm so proud of her. What she's been through is just yeah, she's amazing. an amazing woman. I agree. You know, it's like it's those kind of situations where, like, you know, it's no longer like uh, band and fan. It's human and human. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and that's, and that's always been the way I felt. It's like, you know, just we just had different jobs, but when you get down to like life and death stuff like that. And then the other person that we know as well is uh, Kelly Craig as well, and like she's like part of the LFO team, isn't she? She's, she's fantastic. Oh yeah, she's great. I spoke to her yesterday, and uh, you know, she's somebody who, if the opportunity ever arises, you know, if uh, this this these new endeavors lead to some significant income, I'm going to send her away on a cruise or something like that. You know, she's had she's had yeah, she's had it tough, and she deserves uh, she deserves some peace and, and happiness in her life. And so, she's a good egg. She's been a devoted. Um, friend and fan for a long time and um, yeah she's good um, so we've um, w- we've got this thing now where we ask these five questions 
to any of our guests and the answers are always different so we're, we're going to wrap it up soon because you've given us like a lot of your time already brad but if it's okay i just want to ask you these five we call them the majors top five questions and they're just like say they're just random questions and some of them are a little bit fun okay okay so the first one is what one song defines you so that's not doesn't have to be an lfo song just a song any song in general that you would say defines brad defines me these are, um, these are tough questions <laughs> I remember when I remember when I lost my mind <laughs> that's a good, yeah. good tune probably that one I'm, I've lost my mind so I'll say crazy, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I say I it to my wife crazy. all the time yeah. you know, I, I say it to my wife I, I use the word uh, and you know I'll tell like yeah, I remember when I lost my mind, then I'll, I'll mention exactly the day I met her. <laughs> <laughs> That's she, awesome. She doesn't find it quite as funny as you guys. <laughs> no, I can't imagine she does now. <laughs> I think we've all had those moments though, where we could do that and be like, oops, also, okay, that'll be a good story for somebody else, but right now you don't appreciate it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next, the next question is, what is your perfect meal? I think about that question often, and um, <laughs> I I would say um, some legit bagels, you know, like real bagels, like from you know Long Island, you know. So I'd probably get like a nice warm um, sesame bagel with butter, maybe an everything bagel with cream cheese and some bulletproof coffee, and then nice. I'll wash it down with some uh, some really quality ice cream nice <laughs> wow yeah that's good so the next question is can you tell us something about yourself that nobody else knows a little Brad Fassetti fair fact that nobody else knows that that you know that wouldn't be fair but that most <laughs> people don't know um for my birthday last year I got a big tattoo on my back it says Santus, S-A-N-C-T-U-S, which is Latin for holy, right? So it's something something to strive for. I'll see if I, let me see if I can find a picture of it real quick. Uh, nice. I was afraid uh, you are going to share something that would, like, you know, disqualify you from ever running from political office, and I'd be like, okay, we can cut that out. <laughs> 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 um. This is what I first got done, so it's really red, but it's sort of... It's, oh, okay, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. That's some serious ink. Quite the piece, yeah. <laughs> How long did that take? That was like a good four hours. Oh, okay. Maybe nice. five hours. I don't remember. But, yeah, I mean, besides that, um, you know, I worked at McDonald's. I was a manager at McDonald's in uh, high school. Um, but I talk about that, so it's not... Actually, I think that might even be on my my box here in my LFO box. Uh, um, let's see, what's something interesting that people know? Um, you know, I have aspirations to be uh, a writer. That's that's really what's on my heart more than anything is is writing books. Oh, nice! So um, I've really become uh, someone who really appreciates literature, whereas you know, in high school, I didn't give a damn about it. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm reading the books now that are probably supposed to read in high school, like, you know, The Grapes of Wrath and, and, and books like that. So um, I listen to a lot of audio books. Uh, I got a whole time to actually sit and read. And at this point in time, anytime I sit, I sleep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, so yeah, I listen to audio books a lot. So next question, what inspires you? What inspires me? It's hard to narrow it down, isn't it? It's just one thing. Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, like I said, I've sort of gone through a bit of a dark darkness for, for some time. Um, so it's hard to really find inspiration, but the times where I'm really like, I start feeling that way is if I read, you know, like a really beautiful piece out of a book or um, I hear a song. Um, I've got a, another playlist that I made called The Most Beautiful, you know, where I just, songs that make you just like go, wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Amazing song, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing what like a chord can do to you. Just. Oh, Amazing. I tell you what, just just the just the the intro of the song "The Funeral" by Band of Horses. Every single time it gets me, man. Every single time I hear it, I go, I, I just sigh, you know. Yeah, that's a great track. Uh, so the final question is: favorite place to be? Where's your favorite one place in the world you'd love to be? Asleep in my bed. <laughs> yeah, that's mine which as well. Which is where I'm talking to you from right now. Because <laughs> I've there. had, I've been, I've been alone with my five kids for the last couple of days. My wife's away, and they are destroying me. And I'm so, <laughs> I'm so tired. I was like. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to stay up even later, but I'm glad I did. But I was like, I'm going to do it from bed. This way, as soon as we say goodbye, I close the computer and go to sleep. And that's the end of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you'd cope with five kids. I, my hands are full with just two. I just oh, don't yeah. know how you do it. <laughs> well, I remember, remember how hard one felt? Yes. And then you had two and you go, wow, one was nothing. Yeah. Right? It, it just continues that way. Oh, does like, it? Oh, oh, two right. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I stopped at two. Yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> we're talking about... Well, plus, the ages make a difference. I, I have, you know, I have a two, four, and six, so that's just, that's just madness. You know yes. what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 11 and 13, you know, they're very self-sufficient, and uh, the two, four, and six, it's like, man, they're... I think we have a sticker on the fridge that says, like, <laughs> my house is ruled by a tiny army that I created myself. <laughs> yeah, mine are yeah. 13 and 12 now, but I remember when they were, like, 2 and 3, it was, you know, so stressful. Because you had oh, to constantly me, keep yeah. your eye on both of them, and they were always wanting to go off some oh, way. Yeah. So you're like, oh, man, which way do I go? And like, it's, the fight, yeah. it's the fighting as well. Like, the, like, you know, the little guy will start screaming, and I'll look over 
and she's deliberately trying to get him going by winding him up, doing something <laughs> right. to him. And I'm like, just leave him alone. It's just, honestly, the word vasectomy keeps coming up into conversation all the time between me and my wife. I just keep delaying it and putting it off. But every time I have a bad day with the kids, I'm like, right, I'm going to the doctor. <laughs> I've had enough of this. <laughs> Never having any more kids. I've got a boy and a girl, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. You, don't, you don't want to walk around with a bag of frozen peas in your crotch, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they keep I don't telling know where me. Your yeah. daughter gets it from, though, Gavin. Like, and wind people up. I don't know where she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a carbon copy of me. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, Brad, man. That, honestly, again, thank you so much for coming on a second time and and talking to us, guys. I mean, it obviously means means a lot to me because I'm a genuine fan of you, and uh, it's just been incredible, especially to talk about Devin, like. It's just—it's so lovely to. It, it feels like he's with us because we're, we're talking nice things about him. So, thank you so much. Hey man, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate your uh, your love of LFO. That you talk about what inspires you. That kind of thing inspires me. You know, knowing that there's still um, people out there that that appreciate us, and um, I think it's beautiful. So, thank you, man. Yeah. Well, even though my music taste has changed a lot. I'll always be loyal to, to you guys, always. I will make sure you get that LFO tattoo done soon then, okay? I, do you know what? I'm not even just saying this. It's, it's going to happen because I'm covered in tattoos up my arm anyway, and this arm as well. That's Clint Eastwood on that arm. But, um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you put Eastwood on your arm, you better put LFO on there. Yeah. Man. Well, it's funny. When I got that done, I was like, I can't wait to show my granddad that because he's going to be like, wow, because he loves Clint Eastwood. And I showed him it, and the first thing he said to me was, what, you've got a man tattooed on your arm? And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> I can't win. I totally Gavin's like, Gavin's got his arm. He's like, oh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what my wife said. She said, thanks for doing that. I'm going to wake up to his face every morning now. Thanks very much. <laughs> hey, there could be worse options. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, man. Um, again, thank you very much for, for talking to us. Hey, and, uh, man. It's yeah, been a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Hopefully, hopefully yeah, we'll have nice. you on again sometime to, to talk about future endeavors. You know, if you if you do this book, I'd love to have you on again to talk about that. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. No doubt. Thanks, bro. Sleep well. All right, guys. Yeah, <laughs> believe me, I will. Peace, guys. God bless you. All right. See you Good later. Night, man. Bye. Wish for you on a falling star Wondering where you are Do I ever cross your mind Sunshine, she's from the city of angels like Betty Davis, James Dean, and Cable. Never know what she means to me. I feel for the girl that's on TV. And there we have it. There was our interview there with Brad from LFO. And you know, I gotta say again, it, it meant so much to me that he came on to talk to us. As you can see, he's a really down to earth guy, and uh, I'd love to meet him one day as well. You know, it would it would be amazing to actually be able to shake hands with him and thank him in person for giving me his time you know it's uh anybody that gives us their time means means the world to us so i mean that was a it was a special one for me anyway guys we are going to go now we've got another episode coming up um it may be out next week i'm not sure yet but it's already been recorded and it's uh it's hilarious so you guys will really like it it's a nice episode to build up to christmas and uh yeah there's some really funny moments in it so check that out and to finish the episode you heard us talking about the song by lfo called forever where Devin just blows everyone away with how amazing his voice was, and uh, this, like I say, this track in particular was it was like a, 
a song that I always wanted to be able to sing as well as Devon, and I never could. And even to this day, I, I still can't do it justice. So um, I just want you guys to listen to it. Like I say, it's not your typical LFO song. Um, it's a really nice ballad that they did. And that, like I say, Devon sings the lead in the whole song. So um, sit back and, and listen and pay particular attention to the ad limbs that he does at the end because I, I t- just absolutely amazing. Anyway, this is uh, Forever by LFO. You are the only one I'm thinking of 